Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. everybody. I've got a great show for you today. Um, I'm really, really excited about this one because it um, gave me the experience of uh, trying out uh, an old tried and true method of reading that uh, hasn't been in the in the go in the in the mode, so to speak, for thousands of years. But I found very exciting. Uh, Von Breschler has written a scroll instead of a book. And uh, it's going to be a series of wisdom scrolls. And I'm very excited about it because while it seemed unique and strange at first, I I found that it actually made reading easier and was far more enjoyable than a textbook. So uh, go figure. Maybe the ancients had it better than we did. The first in this uh, series of scrolls is on past lives. And It's an innovative, the whole series is an innovative series that allows modern readers to learn like the ancient. This one examines past lives, not only the fact that we have all lived before, but also that we will do so again. It explores the key evidence from clinical studies and case histories of people who remember previous lives with remarkable clarity and accuracy. Uh, We learn about how many people catch glimpses of their past lives in lucid dreams, daydreams, visions, deep meditation, and near-death experiences. And we examine the impact that the key books on the subject, in key books like the subjects like, sorry, like the Tibetan Book of the Dead is now having um, in hospitals with consciousness dying as a way to approach physical death and a heightened sense of awareness. Uh, the idea of past lives has fascinated people from many traditions for ages, and this new publication considers everything from past life memories to various views on the 
progression of the souls. And some of the topics that are covered are deja vu experiences, dreams of past lives, near-death insights, reincarnation, Jung's view of the collective consciousness, transformation of souls, relocation of souls, transmigration of souls, the journey of souls, group souls, a lot of soul work, and the oneness of all in life. Vaughn is the author of many books on consciousness development, including Past Lives, Manifesting, Mysterious Messages from Beyond, Time Shifts, and Seven Secrets of Time Travel. He's a former member of the Omega Center for Holistic Studies and a former and a former award-winning journalist. We've had him on the show before. He's also he's always fascinating. There's no doubt about that. And I have to tell you that that reading a scroll instead of a book was probably one of the most enjoyable experiences I've had in a long time. It it allows you to create a flow in your awareness and your consciousness that is not like turning a page. You flow section to section to section. And it enables you to become more engrossed in the material. This this scroll is amazingly informative, and it's been thoroughly researched on, on so many different levels that it's, it, it was fascinating to me. And the amount of work that went into uh, putting the material together in such a manner as to not give you something that you know weighed 4,200 pounds, but it made its subject far more enjoyable to read about. You flow with the material as you don't often with a book. This is not a page turner as much as a scroll roller, and I was thoroughly intrigued by it. He's going to come back, and we're going to do another scroll on lucid dreams later on in the fall, but for now... I want to welcome you to the show, Vaughn. So glad you can make it. Hi, Barbara. Gee, you've done such a wonderful job of describing it. I don't know what I could add. Thank you. <laughs> well, I what I found fascinating was that in 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 a in a traditional book there are chapters and you have sections, but yeah. what I found fascinating was that the research that you've put into this material is clearly so far and above what one might have put into a book because in a book you have chapters and you can put as much material in there as you want but but you've been very selective as to the material that you put in and and it just like I like I've said you flow through the through the material on a scroll as you do not with a with a with a book I mean were you aware that that was going to happen Yeah uh Kind of, you know. I'm, I mean, I'm a trained journalist, so I'm used to writing magazine style. <laughs> so, I mean, this is kind of how I approached it. Like, if somebody gave me the whole magazine and said, "Vaughn, fill up all the pages, write a long article," I, that's what I would do. So, it's, I, I think it's kind of written in my own, in my own mind, it was written magazine style. I wanted it to, to flow like that, and, and I also wanted it to be an honest. Um, balanced look at what various cultures throughout history have thought of past lives. And, you know, this is ancient wisdom tradition, ancient wisdom knowledge. So, I mean, I wanted it, I wanted it to have some respect for, for, for the ancients, all the way back to the Mesopotamians and the Egyptians and the Greeks and the Tibetans and even the Samadhi mystics. 
and and certainly the the Native Americans and and and, and so so that there are not like anecdotes here where some author is telling you about you know his his great vision or his great insight or his own personal uh, uh, anecdotes. I don't I don't have that. I mean I didn't have that luxury. I guess you'd say I wanted to stick right to the ancient wisdom tradition because I'm you know to, to use the term. I'm not a new ager. I mean, I I like to study the classics. So when I when I research something, I try to read Plato. People think, oh, geez, Bond, there's been something written since then, but not a lot really good. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm <this> sorry. Is true. <laughs> yep. No, I I think that I I think what I loved about it was that, I mean, while while reading people's personal experiences is is you know can be fun. The reality is 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 what it was they were experiencing, not their personal experience of it. And I yeah. see you cut out all of the, all of that other stuff, and you got right to the meat of the matter. And I found that wonderful. I, I was just so delighted to see how you, you you went into explanation of these different areas, and yet you didn't go into well, Joe experienced this, and Mary experienced this, and Sydney experienced yeah. this, and um, it, it's. Frankly, they're great stories, but but unless the person can actually identify with it, it's just reading somebody else's experiences. So well, I try to bring um, it right up right up to date as far as far as I'm concerned. You know, like the Ian Stevenson's Children Who Remember Past Lives and Tom Schroeder's Old Souls, Tom Rucker's Life. Before uh-huh. life, you know, all all of those, you know, and uh, Dr. Raymond Moody, who started out studying, you know, uh, uh, near death experience, and 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 ended up realizing he had a lot of uh, observation, clinical observation as a psychologist, in into past lives, you know, and 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 that's all really valid, you know, really valid, and and this is something not new, but it continues. Uh, for each one of us, and will continue for for all of us. Well, I know a lot. A lot of people play around with, you know. Well, I was Cleopatra, and I was Henry VIII, and I was, um, oh, I don't know, Napoleon or King Tut or whatever. And that's not the purpose of a past life, which um, no. I think. I think. I think people. People understand, I mean, we've done everything. Certainly you've been, and see, this is where most people get, you know, back up on me, but your purpose as of a spirit traveling through many different lifetimes is to experience all aspects, and that means that you've been um, a beggar and you've been a king and you've been a female and you've been a male, and so, so... Let's explain to them kind of what the purpose of past lives are. It's not hopscotching through time. There's a purpose between yeah. the past lives. So what, what, what exactly, yeah. how would you explain the purpose of a past life to someone? Well, well I think that, um, you know, we are, are, are meant to experience uh, in, in a physical life uh, uh, with our own uh, consciousness, and then, uh, based on that experience, in the set of, of circumstances that have largely been tailored for us by us, 
in this lifetime for meaningful, you know, synchronicity and, and, and karma in our lifetime that in the end, at the end of, of this life cycle, which I'm not going to say is death, just the end of this life cycle, you are going to add to the collective consciousness of all. And, 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 and it, it, it's a huge body of, of work. So in a sense, we all do have the, the experience uh, or the collective conscious memories to a degree of a Cleopatra or Napoleon, but not, not having lived that necessarily, but having, having been a part of that collective continuum of conscious, consciousness. So I think that, I think that I, and, I'm, and I'm not a, I'm not a um, astrologer, so I, I'm going to probably muff this, but it's my understanding that in, in astrology, people typically believe that you will live, live several lifetimes in a certain sign, under a certain sign, and, and, and everything that living in that sign, whether it's an air sign or a water sign or earth sign, you're going to experience a lot many times over. And then, you know, when you, then you're going to move on to another sign, Maybe, maybe from another um, um, uh, house, you know, whether it's earth, air, fire, or water, there's elements, you know. And, and I think that's probably true if you want to look at that we all come through with a, an energy signature that we would call our governing ray, the ray uh, in, uh, uh, of our birth. You know, there's only really w- one ray. And, and it's and it and it's broken it like a like a like a like a prism into into in seven rays like like the uh-huh. like the uh, the rainbow we see in the sky and that every one of us has that energy of that energy signature that we come into the world with you know primarily and then and then and 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 that may not be your whole that might not be a ray in every incarnation because you're going to experience life a little different each time building upon the past and adding to the collective consciousness. That's the important part. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that um, as a spirit slash, you, you use the word soul, I use the word spirit. So I'm going to try yeah. to use them interchangeably so people can understand I'm where okay, we're coming from. I'm, I'm okay with that. I struggle with that one. Yes, yes, go ahead. <laughs> um so so the in my in my studies you know we have the physical and then we have the mental slash soul level and then we have the spirit yeah. level and yeah. the 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 bottom ones you know dissipate with the body but the soul carry the spirit carries on so so actually with with that experience it's the spirit is here to experience physical reality and and quite often we don't get the message the first, second, or third time. Sometimes an experience has to be learned through many different lifetimes, so that so that all of us here have been through millions of lifetimes, most probably still gathering that information. And when we come into yeah. a lifetime, we've been we have we have sort of targeted areas we want to have further experience in. But I don't believe we are able to say this is how I want to experience it. It's, this is something else I want to learn more of. And then in the actual physical reality, we are given the opportunity to grow that quality or not, but we have free will so that, you know, 
somebody could take a look at a lesson and say, not this time, I don't think so, I'll pass. And, you know, oh, and that's okay. Yeah. I agree. I think, in fact, I think that we, we self-program our, our lives. And I think that, that, that the lords of karma can be found in your mirror. <laughs> that is, yeah. you know, I, you're going you're gonna to get some input. You know, I think we all belong to a soul group. You know, uh, and a lot has been written on that. I mean, I, I was able to work with uh, Dr. Michael Newton, Journey of Souls, Destiny of Souls. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we do, I think that we do actually uh, belong to a, a soul group or a cluster group with whom we, we, we incarnate many, many times. And this will be your mother or your daughter or your neighbor or even your adver- adversary in your next life. Yeah. You know, we, we are just uh, destined to go with that. that. Those are your people, you know. And, and, uh-huh. and, and I, I do agree with you that the, the, the vehicle that we carry, you know, throughout time is our spirit. But I, but I, I, I strongly think that there is, there is a, a separate identity known as the soul, and I don't want to get into that because there's lots of ways to look at it, and you've defined a, a perfectly valid explanation. I think that I think that... We belong to one collective soul. That's what I think, and I think that your spirit oh, yeah. is. A, it, I think that your spirit is your vehicle that carries you through, and and, and and to me, the spirit is another way. Another way, it's not quite exactly the same, but it's the way of describing your inner, higher self, or your inner uh-huh. self, or the self that dwells within. Or however you want to look at it, some people would call it your consciousness. Sometimes people call it your higher consciousness, you know. And 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 I think it's higher. It's your higher consciousness when it links with the universal consciousness. That is part of our life goal, our mission in life, is to link our own inner consciousness with universal consciousness, and ultimately we will download. <laughs> and that and that point is 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 when you complete a round known as a life and, and you return to source, just like in the Wizard of Oz, you go home, you click your heels, and you're back again, just like a dream, and you're going to download everything to NEM that you've seen. And that is, that is going to be, that is going to be um, what you have to add. That's what you've learned. It might not be enough. The sad thing is people don't become familiar with their spirit, you see, and so they they don't they become lost, and they have this sense of of isolation or alienation of the world that they're just one little snowflake, you know, and they don't fit into anything. This is the saddest thing of our time, is this sense of oh, yeah. alienation, and 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 really we are linked to a great continuum of consciousness. That's that's true, and I think also today. So many people are so focused on just the physical reality, they have lost the connection with the fact that there is a universal family that they belong to, that there is a, um, a, a you know, a universal soul that they belong to, and it, yeah. it's, it, you know, they, they tend to think that, you know, I, I have to make it or break it this lifetime, and, I, you know, I understand ambition, yeah. that's that's not a bad thing to have. But the reality is that I'm going to complete this lifetime what I'm here to complete. I will, I, and I, I am here until I have finished what I contracted to do. 
and that doesn't mean I'm a failure if it doesn't reach the same um, expectations of another person of me. And you know, if yeah. I if I leave yeah. a if I leave a work half finished, then that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, and it, it's I think so many people just just see themselves only as the avatar the spirit rides in, as opposed yeah. to the spirit yeah. that is driving. People don't realize that this life is a great adventure. Every great adventure. You you, you, you you plan for that and, and you and you and you take with you what you need and you have an agenda what you're going to do and you expect challenges along the way. That's part of it. You know, it, it's exploration and discovery. And and a lot of people just get up and they think life should be easy. Life should not be easy. My first teacher was Lewis Gittner, the psychic author, and he said, Vaughn, you've heard the expression go with the flow. I said, Yes, Lewis yeah. and he said, Forget forget it. Just forget it. He said, you learn to swim upstream like a salmon. He says, life is supposed to be a challenge. It's a, it's a moment, it's a time of discovery and insight, and get with it. Well, it makes great sense. And yeah, I, it, I, does. I think it does. Especially with, the, you know, today with, with, you know, being given a time out by the world for a couple of years where, Everybody had a chance to spend time getting to know themselves better because they had no other choice. Um, and, and yeah. you know, even even with that, I find still there are people that, that are forgetting that they're on a journey, and, and it's a spiritual journey, not a life journey. And, exactly. You know, so, so you know, it's, it's kind of like understanding your... your um, How your adventures apply to the spiritual development inside of you is really important. And and catching glimpses of past lives is so much fun. But but if you get caught up in just that, then it's sort of like then you're you're spending so much time in the present looking at the past, you're forgetting there's a future. That's it. That's it, you know. And, and, you know, you can't explore the past and you can't explore the future. I've written on that, too. And, and I, think that, I think that people just become so fixated on the now, they, they never think that there's going to be a tomorrow. Or there was most certainly a past. You know, and the past yeah. wasn't just when you were a little girl or a little boy. It was like way, way back then. You know, you know when, 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 when Dr. Newton started his practice, he... He, like all psychologists, he would have his patients go back as far as they could. He was going to find out what was wrong with them, right? How did they become broken <laughs> as a child? How did they become broken? And, they, and he, would, he would put them in deep hypnosis. And some of these people went back to past lives. And that was very valid. That was very valid because the past forms where you are now. And it's going to, pass, uh-huh. and it's going to form where you're going to go. You know, and, 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 and you don't have to lie on... The doctor's couch. You, you can do this. You can you can regress, and you know uh, maybe that's the wrong term. You can go through past life regression, or or in, in some kind of induced uh, consciousness altered state where you actually go back and experience your distant past. And you can also have a glimpse into the future because we're so fixated on the here and now that we forget there's anything else. 
true. And I, I think it's important for us to do some examination. And if it weren't important, we wouldn't be getting signals from the spirit within us to things that happened in the past. And I think that's, you know, it's sort of being discerning and having a balance in, in, in what you're getting. If spirit is giving you insight into a past life, it's not just for the fun for fun and games. Spirit doesn't sit there and try to play with us. It, it's its no. job is to is to in some ways um, signal where a pathway is. You choose whether or not you're going to take it. And and so I, that's one of the reasons why I love how you 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 um, how you put your material forward with the first you know four sections dealing with how we get signals from the spirit about yeah. past lives. And and so yeah. um you know let's go a little bit into some of them and and sure what is the you know, spirit is going to give you nibbles of yeah. past lives and and while it's important to sort of look at them and, and try to see how they apply to the. And here's the, here's the thing. If you're getting a nibble from spirit, it applies to this lifetime. It isn't just, you know, fun and games and change the channel. It's There's something no. from that past life, something from that experience that you remember that applies to yeah. something that's going on in your life right now. So I, the, the first one you talked about was deja vu experiences. Yeah. I think people overlook that, and, and, and on the subject of, of spirit, we have to learn to listen. A lot of people say, oh, little voices in, inside me are trying to get me off the track. You know, I have to stick to my schedule, eat, sleep, work. No, no, no there's more, folks. You know, so when you get a deja vu moment, you know, th- these are moments that are calling for your attention. This is spirit saying, look at this one. <laughs> Look at this one. Now, you know, it's, first of all, it's a deja vu moment. So it's not part of your your um, stored memory within your physical brain. It is something that spirit has brought to you. It is part of your, your deeper eternal consciousness, your spirit that's speaking to you. And it's saying, like, look. And so, like, what, what kind of experiences are these deja vus? Well, there's there's several. You know, there's, like, I see you and I don't know you but i know you you know if this is probably one of your your soul group you know that you've, you've been with you know or someone that you recall from a past life or somebody that spirit wants you to know you know it's something really uh-huh. important but de- deja vu is usually something that you know is jogging your 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 deep conscious memory on a spirit level deep within you that's saying well you know there's something back there that I need to recall and analyze and respond to because it's important. You know, it's a clue. You know, it's a clue. You know, it's like it's like Odysseus on his great voyage, one of my favorite books is The Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 not that I love, you know, stories of the sea or or Greeks that that, that fight <laughs> the gods, but 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 it, but it it's it's like an allegory, right? And and everything and everything is is for him to become a, a stronger person in the end, you know. So he has all these challenges and all these things put in front of him. And why in the world are these all these things put in front of him? Well, you could take it on one level. It's just like, oh, it's just making life tough. Life is tough. 
Well, no, a deja vu moment, back to deja vu, is like this uh-huh. is something you need to see. And, and you'll, you'll have these in a series, like synch- synchronicity. You'll have, you'll have them repeated over and over, but it might be slightly different next time. It's like, have I seen you before? I know you. The other one is I've, I, you come into a, a place, and there's no way in the world you've ever been there before, but you know that place. Or you come upon a situation, you come upon a situation, you say, I've had this whole thing happen before, but for the life of me, I have no memory of it. Now, the test of this is you search your, your, your memory, your, your physical stored memory within your physical mind, and you say, well, is it there? I mean, did I see a picture? Have I forgotten? You know, there must be something there. And if there's nothing there, no, no, it's a deep memory from your spirit. And I think we uh-huh. have to listen to them as important. Oh, yeah. And, and I think also um, I would kind of probably throw in there um, all of the clairs, you know, the clairsentious, clair... Um, yep. Um, yep. I, 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 I know that there have been times when I have caught a whiff of something and and it's taken me back to a, a time or a place and... It, it it stops me dead in my tracks because the memory is so clear and the smell is so clear or the taste in my mouth is so clear or you know it and so it's it's at, when when it happens to you it's like isn't that cool and then you kind of yeah you, you kind for of let some it people go. for some people these these memories of the past will come like this these deja vu memories and they come to you like clear audience you know it's uh-huh. you know or you know, but you know, but there's so many different ways that these can happen to you. Um, with me, it's touch. <laughs> Go figure, right? So, so okay. we, we we all we all we all have different uh, different uh, points at at, at at where we access this. But they're important, and and you have to. And if you don't pay attention, it will come back to you because you you are forced to see it over and over until you. Until you experience it and, and and resolve it and and analyze it and more importantly take it within you and incorporate it you know the the message has to go within you you become the message you know this is yeah I think when those so things happen so many people say well wasn't that cool and then they get on with their life and um, yeah, yeah. I, I tell I I tell people that um even if they're not somebody who journals to keep a to keep a, a journal of those experiences because it's your spirit trying to get a message across to you and if you don't get it the first time they'll send it again and again and again and the reality is once you start writing them down you are you are linking them to your physical reality and creating a a flow a channel through which spirit can send you even more and yeah. so it, 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 I, I, it, I, I, go ahead. I was going to say I like I like to meditate on them, so that I give my my inner self an opportunity to analyze it, and, and I don't in, I don't involve my analytical mind in doing so because it really it really wasn't part of the of the, it wasn't really part of the the episode. It, it's kind of outside its frame of reference. So I think that if if you allow your inner consciousness to meditate on it, 
then you can you can you can take the message within you better. Oh, absolutely. And 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 and, 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 and spirit uh, analyzes things in a different way than our analytical mind. You know, it is. Yeah. I think hard hard for a lot of people to understand that, but you have to let it just like wash over you, and then it takes it and it and it and it become and it it incorporates it into it 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 it's it's being. You know, your your inner working spirit, and then um, it's very important to take the message within you. Oh, absolutely! It just, you and don't you don't just look at it as an object on a surface or on on a table or something in front of you. You don't just no. This is not just the passing parade. You know when you see <laughs> when you when you see as, as Blavatsky saw her masters walking in a parade as a little girl, and you see them years later. You know they were they meant for her to take that message and put it inside her. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is important. All of these things are important. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think um, I want to go back to one thing you've said because <clears throat> you you can you will meet people that that you you will know you know them, but there's a certain yeah. amount of discernment that is necessary. Um, sometimes yeah. it's somebody that that you know was not a good experience, but but you remember it, and maybe this time you want to soften the relationship to a certain degree. Uh, some people, um, especially especially women that that are that really want to have a, a relationship, and when they know they know someone, it's it's like you know, it, it's you know, this is my soulmate. I'm supposed to be with that someone, and and it's sort of like, not necessarily. Just let's give it some time. Let it play out. Yeah. Just relax into the moment and, and know that there's a recognition, but you're not sure what it is. You know, I don't want to say this person could have, you know, enslaved you in a past life, you know, and so so give this time to work out. Don't judge it. Just allow it to play out so that you recognize that there is a connection, but you don't know what that connection is initially. Yeah, exactly. They're not all going to be soulmates, but they're going to be important in your life. And 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 they are probably soul family. So soul um, family, that's the key. Yeah. So I, I I met what I thought was my soul mate, and we did determine that we had memories of past lives together, more than one. And we concluded uh-huh. that while we'd been married in the past, that really what we were was um, I'll just use the word twin flames. We're part of the of the this this soul family or this this uh-huh. this these. These these um, these spirits that that uh, incor- in, in, incar- in, uh, incarnate together over and over and over part of our family of wandering spirits and, and, and this is part of my my, my cluster family my, you know my my spirit cluster family and very important so we decided that we were going to work together she works at her end and I work at mine we occasionally touch bases because we're we have pretty much the same mission in life. Mhm. Well, I think that's that's truly important, and I I think it's important for people to also understand that that the soul, the spirit agenda, is far different from the human agenda. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's there's so much about a physical life, you know, the way we live it, that is so. Um, 
exclusionary. You know, we we have a, a sense of physicality that is really not accurate. I mean, the whole idea of time and space, the way we experience it, it's not real. You know, it you know in in, in, a, in a deeper sense, a whole idea of motion. There's so many things. Yeah. But but you know, but then people say, well, then you know, we should just like all. You know, become a renunciate, live in a cave, and meditate. No, I mean, life <laughs> is to be lived for for a reason. You are meant to live this life, you know, and 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 and, and for the greater good, you are meant to live this life. And because you're going to add your voice, the, the the song you sing, uniquely yours, is going to add to the great chorus. Absolutely, but I think I think it's it's kind of for me it's. For me, it's, you know, I just, I love having the knowledge that, that, you know, there is a spirit inside me often tearing its hair out because I am going a direction. May not be quite what it had in mind, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always, to me, um, a joy to, to pick up these hints from spirit. And, you know, another one is, is you know, dreams of past lives and certainly... Those can be yeah. very real and very, very uh, amazing, um, and again, very impactful. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. And and, and, and yeah, and, and yeah. go go ahead. No, I was going to say, in our dreams, our spirit is able to give us far more information than than in our waking conscious awareness, because because. Um, in our in our awaking awareness, we are analytical. In our sleeping awareness, yeah. we are more open to experiencing something and drawing insight from that. Very true. And we'll speak more about that in the fall when we talk about lucid dreaming. But I I, I, yeah. I firmly believe that that we're you know living out our daily lives, this work, eat, sleep life we live, is is largely sleepwalking. But when mm-hmm. we're really dreaming, you know, really seriously dreaming, not just like, you know, hashing over terrible thoughts of in our inner mind, but really dreaming, and, and we're going out and exploring, and 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 flying in our dreams. That's when we're really awake. And I think, ironically, when we're when we're dreaming, we're awake, and when we're awake, we're dreaming. You know, I think it's it's crazy. You know, but but I think that the, 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 there's a lot of important work that could be done in our dreams, and part of that is exploring our past lives and each year, even our futures. Yes, that's the exciting part of it. Uh, we do have a yeah. part in, in in planning out what comes next, and and again, it's you know, so many people say, well, in my next life, I'm going to have more money, or I'm going to have more this, and it's kind of like. You're, you're talking from a human point of view, not a spiritual point of view. So, so, you know, God bless and, and plan away, but your spirit may have a whole other plan for you. So, um, that's right. It, it's sort of like those people that that uh, say to me, "Well, this is my last life. I've lived. I've I've taken classes and workshops, and I've I've experienced everything, and I am very proficient in all of the different, you know." talents and abilities that we have and so I won't have to come back here again and when I was much younger I would say oh no 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 you you know you of course you have to and and then I get in arguments and now I just agree with them and I say you know you're absolutely right your personality 
will not be back mm-hmm. again. But your spirit right. might have another thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, it, it's a long, long, long journey. And personally, I think it never, ever, ever will end. Ever. I think it just goes on and on and on like this because, you know, the nature of, of all the creation is just expanding and, and growing. Mm-hmm. And it really is just simply based on consciousness. And consciousness is hungry to grow. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the, the, more, the more that we learn and experience, the more there is out there. I mean, I, it's kind of like the more I learn, the less I know. And yeah, yeah. It just, it, it just, it. There's a whole spectrum out there that is available to us, and then once we get into those different rays or spectrums, we realize that whoops, there's a whole bunch more here. So you, yeah. you can never learn it. You can't if you if, in my opinion, if you're not learning, there's no point in being here. Yeah, so, and, and there's a huge difference between reading about something and studying uh-huh. these things, going to all these workshops and keeping copious notes. I used to laugh at all these people would have a, a, a backpack and a notepad and they write everything down and they think they got it, they own it. They, you, you know, you have to live it. You, and, and, and I'm exactly. not saying that you know you have to live a certain life, but you have to experience things. If you, if you don't experience something, it's not real. Well, I, I used to... I wrote someplace, it's on my website someplace, I'm pretty sure, and it was like, you can be a parrot or a prophet. If you are quoting something chapter and verse, if you've memorized it and you spew it back at people chapter and verse, that's the parrot. If you take that information inside you, incorporate it into that which you are, and if it's what you are living, then you become the prophet. That's it. That's it. Yeah. that 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 gives everybody who doesn't have a great memory for chapter and verse a good out, but um, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> really, it's it's a matter of you don't learn it unless you live it, and if you're living your yeah, philosophy, that's then that's it, you got it. But yeah. uh, and you have to learn to listen to your spirit. This is so, the, the, my, my teacher, Lewis Gittner, again, he told me, there's three things I want you to always remember because I don't know how long I'll be with you, Vaughn. He said, do you want to write them down? I said, three things. He said, I'll remember if that they're that important. And I might have said this on your last show. I always say this. First thing is listen. He said, do you want to write? Sit this down. Uh-huh. I said, no, listen, I got it. The second thing is listen. And the third thing is listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. He said, you know, and he, and he still he thought we'd all forget who wrote a book about it called Listen, Listen, Listen. But but we don't <laughs> listen to our spirit, and this is exactly this is who's driving this is who's driving your karma. This is it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's. We, um, I, I think it's exciting when when I especially when I'm talking to someone who is biblically oriented and and giving me chapter and verse and and. Um, it was not on a radio show because I would never do this on a radio show. I would never um, confront somebody on on the radio show. My job is to make you look good. And uh, but after the show, I said, "Now you kept quoting this one chapter and verse." And he, and he said, "Oh yeah, yeah chapter da 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 da." And I said, "What does yeah. it mean?" And exactly, yeah. And he he was very quiet. And he's 
you know, and and it's like, um, he said, well, well, it means, and he requoted it, and I said, no, I, I hear the words, but what does it mean? And he couldn't give me an explanation. But yeah, I would never yeah, do that it, on the show. That, yeah. It is. It is sad. You know, I I sometimes get ambushed in some not yours some shows like that and and they want me to all make this wash with with uh, a certain religious orientation and and I uh-huh. can't you know I mean I can't tell them what was in St. Paul's mind you know that was his mind you know it was yeah. his truth but we all have to live our own truth you know we have to and we we all are are searching alone it's a lonely thing finding your truth but we need to get with it and on it. Well, yeah, that's that's that. What you just said is so profound, because my truth may not be your truth, and it may not be the next guy's truth, but it's my truth, and it's a hundred percent accurate for me. And so that so that it's finding your own personal truth is almost like. Allowing yourself to, and I, I, I don't like the term religion because it has bad connotations, but your spiritual belief is yeah. something that is unique unto you. And, and it was, you created it as you evolved. And every time you yeah. evolve, you add another dimension to it, which makes an even bigger truth for you. But, but it, and, and nobody's right and nobody's wrong. It just is. And yeah. so it's, it's a matter, you know, these these people that have groups um, yeah. who stick to a certain philosophy and don't bend and don't open and don't, aren't open to discussion, um, it, it, it's right for them. It's not right for me. Yeah. And I, I think you, know, you, can, so, you can't really be a fo- follower. I mean, you, I mean. Uh, as Krishnamurti said, truth is a pathless land. You know, you have to be your own uh-huh. teacher. You have to be your own student. You know, you, no one can can take you in, to the water and drink. You've you've got to find it yourself and drink and and experience it for yourself. There's no other yeah, way. Once, you know, some, someone once said to me, "Am I on the right path?" And I said, "Okay, so look down at your feet." And you know, they did. And I said, yeah. "Is there a pathway in front of you?" And they said, no. I said, then you're on the right path. Make your own. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be no path that's going to take you there. You're going to make your path. Yeah. And and, and, and a so lot that's... of people want to, want to get on the path, and they want someone to lead them down the path and then explain what it all meant and then and then give them a certificate that, that they they found the path. No, oh, I, I, it's all, I've, I've met people. Yeah. I've met people that have binders full of certificates, and yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, one, one, one woman brought it and showed it to me, and I said, "This is really great." And I was leafing through it. I said, and I picked one, and I said, "What does this mean?" And I said, "Well, I, I'm a master of that aspect." And I said, and I asked her a question. She said, "I don't know," and I said, "But you're a master of that particular." <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I said you have you have a wonderful notebook here that could probably paper a room or two, but unless you are, unless you are, first of all, you're only a master of your own destiny. Yeah, so so that that's it. You know, it's 
it, it's it's I, I said to someone once a long time ago I could tell you exactly what I've done from birth to right now you could you could replicate it exactly and you would not be where I am right now because exactly. that was my path and exactly. and that's you know and and it's important I I believe it's important to not know where your path is taking you because what's the point if you know where you're going there's no point to the trip yeah yeah, exactly. You have to learn but to. It, yeah. You have to learn to just have faith, and um, but it, you know the, the next thing that you talked about was near death experience and insights, and and those yeah, are cool yeah. experiences. Those, those are, remarkable. are really cool. You know, you look at the work of Raymond Moody and others like him. You know, uh, just astounding because these near death experiences. Not only do they show us that when you die, you begin, you go somewhere, <laughs> and, and 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 you you can move without any, any feet. You know, your heart not mm-hmm. pumping. You know, you don't need your shoes for this trip. You're you're going somewhere. You know, and you you know they often have similar stories of what they experience, which 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 you know going through the light, meeting people, which makes it all you know somewhat more credible because there's an agreed upon definition of what they've seen. But moreover, they come back. You know. And then they, they, they talk about, you know, uh, the people they've seen at the other side that are no longer here. I mean, I've, I've had that experience, you know, where I meet a room full of people that are no longer physically here. And they're mm-hmm. saying, like, hang in there, kid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really exciting. And this is you know, this kind of work has been replicated around the world. I like the work by Dr. Penny Sartori in the United Kingdom. She wrote the book Wisdom of the Near-Death Experience. So she was a um, um, uh, a nurse that dealt with very difficult cases, um, and uh, she did this for 20 years. And um, she found that there are a lot of people that had near-death experiences, and they had a similar experience, regardless of their spiritual or religious orientation. Very similar. And it, and, and, and it didn't seem to matter what their spiritual orientation was, that they would still have these near-death experiences where they would see people on the other side, they'd walk through the light, and they'd walk back here, and they'd say, no, it's not my time. You know, and, and I think these are important indications that there is life after death and we do have past life recall and there uh-huh. are past lives oh yeah and and i think a near death experience the the what research i've done on it what um my late husband and i did a whole series of um interviews with people who had experienced past lives and my favorite was a young girl who had tried to commit suicide and she tried a number of times and this this one time she the last time she tried uh she was talking to me and she said you don't understand you know i yes i experienced the light and i was drawn forward but she said it wasn't that i was surrounded by love encased by love supported by love drawn by love she said i was love and yeah, yeah. it it just it it stopped me dead in my tracks because that to me said 
she was one with spirit. You know that the, yeah. that that was that was an amazing situation for her, and I, I think yeah. so many of us um, are are wanting that experience without, of course, the near death part. Um, right. But but it's 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 I think people who have experienced that do come back and. For the most part, and I, I can't say 100%, but, but for the most part, they are changed in that they have a better understanding of the fact that they are part of a community, they are part of a soul group. There is, yeah. they, 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 they become far more loving and giving and kind. Yeah, and I think that's it. I think ultimately probably that's what we are in a sense. We are light and we are love. I used to think that these were just like, you know, clever little, you know, expressions. I think it's real. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I totally agree. And yeah, but it's it's a quality that, unfortunately, if you are that total quality, it's very difficult to live in the physical reality. Uh, Tibetan monks do a very good job of yeah. it, but they're usually very isolate, yeah. and they live in a community yeah. of like-mindedness, and, and they are away from society as a whole. But um, and and they are they are a group of people that do a tremendous amount of meditation. They they can levitate. They can do all sorts of things that yeah. all of us can do but haven't put the work into it. It's it's like a muscle. You have to work with it, and, and you have to develop it. And living in today's society makes it very difficult to put that kind of intensity into that kind of aspect. That's very true. I mean, it's so hard to live in this world uh, as an everyday person and live a, a standard life and 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 not just get caught in all the the mundane trappings of 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 mm-hmm. society. Yeah. It is a trap. I mean, you look so around I think a lot of people Yeah. No, no, I I I think that a lot of people are beginning to isolate themselves a little bit more not because of, you know, yeah. a fear of a germ, but but wanting to find that peace that is available um I mean, I I work I work from home, and I have enough room here so that you know I've got I've got a, a it, it, I have a lot of room here, and so that when the pandemic hit, I was I, I was isolated, but I'm isolated anyhow because I read books and I do radio shows. So yeah. you know I yeah. the, the fact that I wasn't able to go out and go to concerts and go to baseball games and things like that didn't bother me. And yeah. you know, I kind of, I kind of liked it. <laughs> so, well, it, it, um, it, it, it was a kind of a wake-up call for a lot of people who had to kind of get comfortable within themselves. They didn't have a lot of social yeah. interaction and and the hubbub of, of daily life that is so distracting, and they had to like kind of reevaluate their values, you know. Like what is my life about? What should I be doing? You know, and, and I think for some people it's changed them. The experience of spending time alone, this time of reflection, personal reflection, oh, yeah. has to 
how I, how I'm spending my my life. Well, I found that there are a lot of people now today that are. Uh, I, I have a lot of people asking about downloads from spirit, and I I I do believe that there are a lot more downloads from spirit. Um, I don't believe there are more. I do believe people are recognizing them a lot more. And part of it, I think, has to do with the fact that once they take away the distraction of the radio, the television, the cell phone, that that there is an easier channel through which spirit can reach them. And there are a lot of ways if you if you really are observant, you know, like we have one of these coming out. Hopefully it will be in a scroll, but it might be in a book. And it's going to be on um, uh, animal spirits, totems, and guides, animal guides. And and mm-hmm. the, if, if you if you really watch, there, there will be animal spirits come into your life, and they'll they'll tell you something. But the question is, are you listening? Are you watching? Well, yeah, I've I have found that. Now I'm a cat person. I got I have two cats. Mm-hmm. I've always had an an animal. Um, or two or th- or twelve um that was extreme sure. but but um it it's i I do believe that that if you are an animal person, most probably you're able to get into alpha faster than most people yeah, yeah. and if you, I, com- I, if you if you yeah go ahead yeah, yeah go ahead I was going to say that uh you definitely you know you'll get into alpha and you can in, in a dream state, which I guess is often delta, also you'll mm-hmm. you'll you'll get into a state where you're having sometimes very vivid dreams of of an animal pursuing you or frightening you. And it, this is not for everybody, but many people will have frightening animal dreams, and 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 that's very often an, an animal spirit trying to impart something to you. If you just stop being afraid, turn around, watch, and listen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I think but everything, too. everything I know, I've learned from dogs and cats, honestly, <laughs> and a few crows. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I have had. Oh, crows are great. Um, I've mm. had people that that um, have have said, you know, they've had a, a pet that they loved, and you know, how is the pet, and whatever thing, and and I've said to them, especially the cat owners. And I've said, but haven't you felt them jump on your bed even though they're not there? And people's eyes will get yeah. big and say, you mean that was real? And I go, yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, they are amazing. And animals, for those of you who have them, um, they don't communicate in words. They communicate in pictures. And yeah. if you can send a picture to your animal, cats, cats Sorry to say this to any dog lover, but but cats rule, and cats have <laughs> yeah. cats have more junk DNA than human beings do. Yeah, I'm a cat person Which, too, but I've had a couple of dogs, and dogs can teach you something else. You know, my oh, my unconditional one of my love dogs, for sure. Unconditional love, and 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 you know, I learned how to how to. Um, kind of develop a rhythm for living from one of my dogs, if, because they have this, and you know, and they, oh, yeah. and they would they would have 
my dog would come and bark when it was 10 o'clock. That was it. Lights out. That uh-huh. was it. You know, and it, and it absolutely had to be fed regularly. It had to be walked regularly. You know, but cats are, are very complicated, and and <laughs> they really, really do bond with you. And I can identify with your 12 animals. I had 11 cats once, and the city was all over me. And I said, lock me up. Oh, my. <laughs> Go ahead. Do yeah. it. It's going to take Yeah. And it's just like, uh, you know, because, like, all the cat lovers would come to my my uh, defense. And, um, you know, uh, they cats um, really bond with you and on a deep level to where even when they die, they will return to you. Oh, absolutely. And speak um, to you. Well, I think that's, that's to me, um, well, c- come on, the Chinese um, re- revered cats. They felt the cats, um, their, their cats, the purpose for cats being here was to take um, heavy energy from people's hearts. And um, if, if you have a cat or, or you're around cat people, you'll notice sometimes, I remember when my mother passed away, my sister and her husband were at the house, and um, my cat, there was always one of my cats um, on my sister's lap with their paws on either side of her, her neck, and my sister said, they're all hugging me. And I said, they're pulling heavy energy from you. Yes, of course they're doing that. And um, yeah. and she didn't, I used to have a meditation group that, you know, every week. And <clears throat> there were usually, I don't know, 60 or 70 people there. <clears throat> wow. And, excuse me, and... Um, it was it was interesting to watch because as the meditation started and I was taking them you know into the you know connecting energy and and being protected and everything, my three cats would walk in and they'd walk around the circle and and they would each pick a different person and I found yeah. later on that, that they were picking the people that needed the emotional support more than the others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was it was. Mm-hmm. It was quite incredible, and um, yeah. no, they, they, it, it's, it's, ama- it's amazing that um, you're right. Animals are, are, there's something about having an animal that, that, that awakens another aspect of you inside. And for people who don't have animals, it doesn't mean that they're less than. It, it just means that they, that they don't possibly need that experience this lifetime. But it is. It is something very profound, and um, and, 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 learn, and learning to, to learning to speak in pictures as cats do is, is is something that a lot of people could 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 learn from from their cat, and and it is oh, a yeah. wonderful thing when you start to think in terms of pictures. You know, it's it's a, it's a it's a much more powerful way of constructing things because you're actually building things. Oh gosh, yeah. You're not, I, I had one yeah. that. That was that was not using her litter box, the litter box, and I I finally decided I'd find a, a a pet psychic, and I you know went online and I found a pet psychic and I filled out the paperwork and it got to how much she was charging and I shut the computer down and I took the cat into my lap and I said I am a psychic, I am a medium, um, mm-hmm. I can't afford to spend this kind of money on you, so let's let's just meditate and she was on my chest, and I said, close your eyes, and I, I peeked, and she wasn't, and I said, close your eyes. You know, and I sent a picture of eyes closed, and she did, and and mm-hmm. I, I just visualized 
her not using the litter box and me being confused. And within a few minutes, she showed me one of the other cats jumping her whenever she went into the litter box. Yeah. So I gave her a separate litter box, and we had no more accidents. Yeah. So yeah. it it works. Um, oh. Now, do I do it? Do I do it all the time? No, I don't think to do it all the time. I wish I did, but I don't. And and you know, it, it's it's one of those things. It's a talent. It's a skill. It's a quality. And if you use it, you you will get something out of it. But but all of these these aspects of tuning in and connecting to are, are like um, exercising, developing a muscle. You, know, you work on it, you, whether it's meditation or whether, however you want to, but if you work on the quality, you can develop it, and, and, and then it becomes a tool that you can use that is just amazing. And our, our pets have so much to teach us. I mean, all animals do. Because I mean, look at look at a cat. Then again, a, a cat is is really a skillful meditator, <laughs> really good, you know. And and there are so many things we can learn from these pets. It's just it's just astounding, if you know. And one thing I've learned is to be honest with them, because they understand what you're doing, and they understand not only what you're saying, but they understand what you're thinking. Once again, because they can read the pictures, right? So, so, uh-huh. so, you know, I've stopped trying to con my cats into taking medicine. <laughs> I say, I'm going to give you medicine. I said, I'll make, I'll make it easy. And they say, okay, you know, but, but if I play this game where I'm going to like, let, like, take them to the vet, you know, try to be coy about it, you know, and a lot of vets know that. I mean, I had a vet that said, never ever say that you're going to bring your pet to the vet. Say, I'm going to take you to the vet now, you know. Because they'll they'll, uh-huh. they'll 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 you don't even think it because they'll know it you know they they're they're so good at this but be honest with them you know I'm I'm going to help you you know because they're they're, yeah. they're here to help us I mean I I honestly think that our our pets are very special animals that are here to help us and I think now here's a here's a question um, I believe they have spirits. I believe they reincarnate. Oh, yeah. Do you believe that they? Do you believe that they evolve into you know up up into the human category, or do you believe animals stay within their own category when they reincarnate? Yes and no. I I think that I think that each one of us has a whole lot to say between lives what we do next, and we're honest with each other. So we're not we're not putting our thumb on the scale. We know what we need. Our spirit knows mm-hmm. what we need, and then when it's when it's in that state between lives, it's it's extremely um, clear-minded, and it knows what you need. And 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 most of us, however, are comfortable being people because that's what we've been. So we'll come back as people. Mm-hmm. And, but I think that cats come back as cats because they're comfortable being cats. But I've I've had cats, frankly, that have told me they were rabbits or dogs. You know, I believe them. I believe them. You know, and I, I also believe in the transmigration of souls. I think that I think that I think that you're not necessarily destined to be in the same body. I mean, since we're on this subject, I don't for yeah. one minute really worry a lot anymore 
about what happens um, to us if this world has a solar flare or is hit by a, a meteor or or invaded by aliens or 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 we blow it up with an atomic bomb or 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 you know the um, climate change. These are all terrible things to be avoided, certainly. But you, we're going to be somewhere, and we, but, but we're going to adapt to wherever we are. And I think that every one of us has probably lived on another planet. And if oh, we lived sure. on another planet, if we've lived on another planet, we've probably had a different body, because the body would have been adapted for that climate, clim- climatic condition, because because oh, sure. it would be different. Different, different needs to to, uh, to to cope with that physically. So I, I you know, I, I think that, yeah, I, I believe ultimately that all animals have souls, and they evolve and they come back, and they usually come back in, in the same form, but not necessarily, not necessarily. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm living with a cat now that is the same cat that died three years ago. It's just, I know it's the same cat. I mean, absolutely. Uh-huh. I'm not just saying that. I mean, it is the same cat. I mean, there are, t- there are certain indicators. So, 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 um, I I think that I think that really we are all one part of one large soul, and this soul is nothing more than a collective consciousness of all of us, you know. And 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 the cats and the dogs and the crows and the snails outside—they're all part of it. We have to be respectful and reverent of all life. Because we're all integrated, we're all we're all part of the same life continuum. Where life is all integrated and interdependent. Well, I I, I agree with you totally, and I think that um, I think one thing that that has bothered me is um, people talking about um, aliens. Because if you yeah. if you look at the human DNA, and they've done yeah. a study and, and found that the human DNA has has um, changed over over a mi- over the millions of years. And when they took it back to yeah. where it was original, they found that the human DNA is older than the Earth. So we had to come from yeah. somewhere else. Somewhere. And what yeah. what what bothers me is that. People talk about aliens being um, alien, and 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 the reality yeah, the, here the is the term is inaccurate. Yeah, it, it is because actually we are alien to this planet, and whoever else is out there flying around, they could be the original inhabitants of this planet. We could be the invaders. But what what gets me the most is if the source of all creation created. Mm-hmm everything then that source created aliens and there's a piece of that source inside of them as well so that That's we right. are so, so yeah we think of them as yeah. the other i mean we've always done this this is like from our tribal days you know and some of us are not really removed from the tribal days i know but it's it, mm-hmm. it's, it's the idea that 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 you know if, if it doesn't look like us or speak like us or, you know, come from our family or, you know, or we don't know them, they're alien. You know, they come from another country. They're alien. They're, it's a bug we've never seen before. It's an alien bug. You know, it's dangerous. You know, it's an alien from the sky. 
I mean, it's like the, those people are just like us. They're just they're they're exactly. us. Exactly. And I think we have to we have to find another term that refers to people from other planets because we currently have aliens coming across the border and they're not they're not UFO aliens they're just not indigenous to this country and and so when when you see people talking about greys and reptilians and Nordics and all of that. They came from the same place we did. Now, they, their belief yeah. system, their inner truths may be different from ours because of how they were, they grew up and, and, the, and the society in which they, you know, in, in, incarnated into. But, but bottom line is we all have the same seed from the source, from the same source, and there has to be That's a way right. of getting along. That's right. And it's true, even of this world, as you talk about people from other planets, you know. And I, I, I suspect there are, are alien. Why well, use that term again? Other races that we we're not as familiar with. There probably are are hidden, you know, groups of people. You know, what happened to the giants in the earth? What happened to? What about the abominable snowman and the, the Sasquatch and? You know where are they, and 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 I, you know how do, how and how do you how do you relate to the elemental spirits? You know, the earth spirits yeah. and the sky spirits. You know, I mean, we used to call the sky spirits in in you know civilizations past as angels, who are sky spirits. You know, elementals of the air. You know, and mm-hmm. and and. They they occupy the same place too as us. So as you're going to say, they're 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 so they're alien because they come from a different place, or they come from this place. They live in your backyard. Well, you know, that's that's I think one thing that, that that gets me. I think we're going to have to change our terminology shortly, in yep. that um, yep. not you and I, but society as a whole. That that. Um, I believe that what we're seeing are interdimensional travelers, not not travelers that yeah. have traveled in spaceships. But if we yeah. see vehicles out there, they're like cars, they're drones. Um, that that it's interdimensional rather than in spaceships. So that so let so me that ask we're you this, Barbara. For, did you did you did you come to that conclusion intuitively? Because I did. Yeah, it just it. it it doesn't make sense. If they're that evolved, they're not no. going to sit in a tin can. I mean, it's interdimensional. No. They're coming through portals. Portals. That's portals. it. That's it. Portals. Because, I mean, I, I, I've seen a couple of flying saucers. And the one thing that strikes everybody is one minute they're there and then one minute they're gone. They say they, they, they left with amazing speed. No, they just went through the dimensions, you know. I mean, yeah. if they were here... And now they're not. It's the same with elementals. You know, there's sometimes they cross over into our specter of vision. You know, and then mm-hmm. we can more easily see and experience them. But they're here, and what is here? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they vibrate at a at a much higher vibration than than we do, yeah. and we just can't see it. And every now and then. You know, you'll see something in, in the corner of your eye, and it'll go by. And you, you know, it's it's 
it, it, it is either time folding or timelines folding or, you know, there, I, I think that we're at a place in time where we have to reexamine our belief system as far as what's going on with some of these other things. It's, I believe we haven't been able to find a Sasquatch or a whatever because yeah. they're interdimensional and they haven't found any it. bones yeah. or and, and, typically, you know, when people will see them out of the corner of their eyes, just a flash, and they're, then they're gone, mm-hmm. and you see them. And it's like, you know, when I used to do ghost hunting, it's like I would see them all the time. They would be spirits, and, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they were ghosts, and sometimes they weren't ghosts. But they were there, and, the, and, the, and I couldn't see them, uh, except I'd catch a glimpse of them out of the corner of my eye, and then I could see them. And it occurred to me that, 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 that we're limiting ourselves because we see with these physical eyes, we're only seeing three-dimensionally, you see. So we have uh-huh. to learn to see with new eyes and hear with new ears. This is, this is going to be hard for some people, but, the, you know, there are things out there that we need to observe. Oh, absolutely. And now there are a couple of places on Earth that, that theoretically have portals in them. Um, one, I believe, is the Bosnian Pyramid. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. there is a there's a, a pyramid in a mountain in Alaska someplace that, that has another portal in it. I think there are there are portals all over the place, but they're not all active at this point in time because, uh, to be honest with you, I don't think us as humans are ready to to be exposed to or or to be exposed to a cosmic brotherhood where the Cosmic Brotherhood is taking a look at us and saying, oh, man, we've got to put them in, in, you know, isolation for a couple of thousand years to see if they can actually grow out of their tendencies to want to blow everybody up. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I I just think we are too um, focused on war. Uh, Every time something new is discovered, the very first thing they want to do is make a weapon out of it. And well, I mean, the, a, the way people think, it's all—it's all material, and we just want to have—we want to have more land, more gold, more people working for us. You know, we just want more, and it's like we don't understand. It's like it's material; it's not real. It's eventually going to turn back into energy. It's not real. Exactly. Well, it's—it's—it's it's, it's definitely a journey we're on, and. And I'm so excited to be here at this particular point in time because I think the next 20 years or so is going to be very interesting how um, I do believe society as a whole is going to be forced into changing. And I don't, I don't, I don't think, you know, we've had five mass extinctions so far. Mm-hmm. And they weren't mm-hmm. mass. You know, a certain percentage of the population lived to recreate. And and mm-hmm. I think that we're we're coming into one of those times. I don't think I don't think it's going to be a mass extinction. But if you take a look at at you know the weather and the things that are going on, mm-hmm. it, it feels as though society is is moving towards an eruption of, of energy. And 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 so it's going to be fascinating to watch how it happens because. It feels to me as those as if people's inner truths are going to be seen, 
whether they're good or bad is a whole other thing. But I do believe that people that have been hiding how they feel and what they're doing, those mysteries are going to be um, eradicated and we're going to be able to see people for what they are and what they've done. And I do feel that there is a revolution that is we're coming up on. And it's a, yep. it's an awareness slash consciousness yep. revolution. Yep. Yep. I, and, I think and, the great and, awakening that's been forecast is going to happen, but it, it won't it won't include everybody. You know, I mean, there, there are those that are going to be hanging on to the material world as though that's all there is, and we're going to go into a, a near mass extinction very soon, mm-hmm. and it'll probably be like blamed on I'm, I'm not saying blamed on but it'll it'll appear to be weather related and it will be weather related you know it's just like yeah. the earth is a living thing and it's grown tired of us and it's it's time for a reset <laughs> it's time for a reset oh, 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 yeah. we're all going we're all we're all going to be relocated somewhere i mean if 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 there's a big solar flare and, and 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 we're we're burned up in it, you know, individually. It's not like your 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 existence will end. You'll just find yourself somewhere else next week, <laughs> you know. Because yes. life goes on. It just does. It just does. But you're not going to be living in your house anymore or your apartment. That's it. You know, that really wasn't your life anyway. That was just one little page in your life story. That's true. I I I do think. Society as a whole, though, is going to go through some major shifts, and I, I think we're already seeing um, we're already seeing truth coming out where it's where people thought it wasn't going to ever be a part of the common knowledge. So that so that there is a whole bunch of of, of material that, that that we are having to swallow and then having to make change, changes and. Uh, you know, I, I I think that there is a, a an amazing awakening coming, and yeah. um, and yet I I don't think that we're done with this particular um, time frame. I, I are you familiar with Philip Lindsay's um, different uh, root races? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, so so I think that we're we're yeah. in a in a transition period between. Two root races, and so, you know, part of us are seeing one thing, and another part of us is seeing another, and and we're both accurate, obviously, and and um, but I think we are coming into a time where everything that we've been doing hasn't been working as well as it should, and so we are moving into another time where things are going to change. And you're you're right. I I think that there are people that just will not accept that reality and and they'll move into a different realm as well so it's it's going to be it's going to be fascinating and and i think it a great deal of it has to do with the soul flesh spirit and you know where the spirit is taking us next and uh it's quite an adventure yeah and and that does that doesn't mean everybody should charge up their 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 uh their their credit cards and stuff like that, and they won't have to pay the no, debt. No. Trust me, you'll pay it somewhere. But um, <laughs> you'll pay it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you can pay it yeah, now, or you can your, pay it later. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I I at yep. one time said I'm I'm done with karmic debt. Let me just roll it over to the next life. I'll never know what hit me, and <laughs> it'll make it'll make this life a lot easier. Um, apparently, you can't do that. <laughs> And you can't but, really um, worry about karma, you know. I mean, your karmic debt is it's just part of living, you know. It's it's. Um, I mean, you 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 want to have some some positive uh, approach to your 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 karmic balance, but you you when you live, you you're always going to incur karma. There's no getting around oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. So how many of your scrolls here are you planning on doing? Well, we have eight in mind. We have eight Uh in mind, but I don't know that they're all going to be scrolls. I'm told that in addition to past lives and lucid dreams, there's going to be two more coming out next year of the eight that I've I've already written. And uh, I think we're going to change it up. The ones I want them to release next are, um, let's see here, Al, uh, amulets, talismans, and charms, uh-huh. and um, e- elementals, nature spirits, and spirit guides. But the the others in the series were going to be magical systems, energy healing, um, um, let's see, totems, animal spirits, uh, elementals, and nature spirits. That would be a good one. Man, magical uh-huh. altars. So, you know, I, I I mean, I enjoyed all of them immensely. You know, I mean, just the experience of, of, of collecting the information and putting them in a scroll. Um, so I know that there's going to be two new ones coming out next year. Uh, well, the, I love and the, the other. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope we can stay with the scroll. But there are supply problems. There's only one printer in the world that we found so far that can do that, them, and, uh, and and you know what if they what if they burn down you know I mean and so we're kind of like you know limited limited you know and um, you know and they're, they're costly to produce I mean fortunately the past life scrolls we're talking about tonight are um, uh, they, they, the the Amazon has agreed to lower the price eight dollars. I think for a, a while, so it makes it sort of affordable. But they they are costly to produce, you know, because first of all, they they were done as one continuous long sheet of paper. You know, mm-hmm. you're feeding them from the left scroll, the scroll you hold in your left hand, and 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 then you hold the scroll in your in your right hand, and you you just feed the paper from one scroll to the other, and it reads left to right very easily. And there's a, uh-huh. a you know a marker to save your place. So it's once you get the hang of it, it's, it's maybe easier to read than a book, you know. And it folds up properly. Oh, it, it carries easier than a book, you know. And it smells nice because it's made out of nice pine and everything. But you know, to find a printer that could do one long continuous printed page, I think it's like 45 feet long, was very very difficult. We searched in this country, and, I, and I, I participated a little bit in the production. I said, you know, we're going to have to put them in a plastic tube, and we're going to have to have several sheets that are a foot wide by um, 21 inches long because that's the typical press you're going to find in the United States. 
and they said, "We'll look, we'll look beyond," and they and they did. You know, they ended up in Tibet. <laughs> you know, there they are, printing this thing. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's been quite an adventure to do them. You know, and then the shipping and everything, and the delays, and working with one printer that does this odd thing. You know, so yeah, and and I was very aware when I did it, not this that this is as important as as the Dead Sea Scrolls or the Coptic Scrolls or the or the 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 the, uh, the Nag Hammadi Library, the Gnostic books mm-hmm. uh, come out of Nag Hammadi, but those were all like. You know, kind of like um, buried in the earth, you know, you know, and they were not in book form. You know, you mm-hmm. have the Babylonian tablets, not book form. So it seemed to me that if you wanted ancient wisdom collected from Mesopotamia and Egypt to today, and you put them in a scroll, and, you know, they, they might survive better than a book. So I, I was thinking of this. And the publisher said, well, we want to present the ancient wisdom knowledge in the ancient wisdom form, which would be the scroll. Mm-hmm. So that was his thinking. you know. And I said, well, you're brave to do this. No one else has thought of it, you know, but I'm all for it. you know. So it's been, um, it's been really fun doing these things. I mean, writing my elementals and, and amulets and, and um, gosh, just, just a lot of fun. Magical systems, the magical systems that have, that have come forward from, you know, the Egyptian days to today, and some of it's still with us, you know. Well, I think, too, uh, really um, especially with the elementals, there's not a lot of material out there about them, and they are no. they are a real important aspect of our life. I mean, when you get to the, um, the devas of... Uh, I mean, what I found fascinating about them was that, you know, while a tree will have a deva, there is a a higher deva above it that that are for all trees of that species, and then there's a deva above that that is for all trees, and then there's a deva above that. So there's a hierarchy in the devas, too. Um, And and I I work with uh, the devas of the plants and stuff I have always gardened and had, you know, plants that I've tended and um I I have been blessed with uh where when I lived in Connecticut I had a huge piece of property and I had huge gardens because I wanted to really create my own my own garden and I discovered immediately that I was my whole property was built on a gravel pit. Mm-hmm. So I had great drainage, but no soil, and yeah. so I, I I put the gardens in anyhow, and I you know made soil each each year, and within three years my gardens looked like they had been there for a hundred years, but I was yeah. out there every day talking to the Davis and saying, hey, you missed this one, this one needs a little bit more, and I you know just talking to them, and and having the people for people. For- yeah, I mean they really are a part of our life, and, and, and oh, absolutely, and, but, no, not our personal life, but the the world around us. And flowers don't grow, and trees don't grow without them. They don't. They don't. They actually are the gardeners that are making it happen. So if you have no respect for them, 
you know, I've, I, I worked with a, a, a great uh, psychic healer, Dora Van Gelder Kuntz. She passed on. And, and she actually could see the Davis, and, and she would introduce me to the Davis. And my relationship with Davis of the Trees, for instance, and, and, and they're really impressive, is, is that I worship them. I don't worship them, but I honor them. You know, when I meet them, uh-huh. I honor them. I mean, I have I have a relationship with, with the little Deva uh, helpers, the Dakinis, you know, from the Hindu tradition, the little Dakinis. And they're they're little yeah. sprite like helpers of the of the devas, and, and and they tell me things. You know you know if you want to know what's happening, you know ask the ones that you know do the do the heavy work lifting. You know the little little people on the ground, and, the, and those are oh, the bikinis. Yeah. But you know the well, you know, know. The, the, the working with all the. I mean, really, if you want to get into working with the elementals, you know you really. You're really talking about earth magic, you know, and the, and well, yeah. the elemental forces, forces because they are are the actual lifters of earth, air, fire, and water, which is everything in our world. Oh yeah. Well, when if you're going to work with the elementals, you have to be prepared to walk barefoot on the soil. Um, and That's right. I know. I know that uh, when I was in Connecticut, and I had that big piece of property. Um, I, I, we had storms a couple of times that were that were predicted, and I would go out in the garden before the storm, and I would just say, "Now look, um, we put a lot of work into this, so let's not have it destroyed. Let's let's make sure we protect it." And it was fascinating because. Um, during one storm, a tornado went down one side of the property and wiped yep. out stuff before me and after me, but, but the garden was left. And then the last one, um, we had a microburst, but my property was protected and my garden was just fine. And people were saying, well, you were lucky. And I said, oh, we worked hard on this. We, you know, yeah. trees were sacrificed. I had I had four, four trees that were... Um, had to be 200 years old, that went down, but they went down on the side of the property, not onto the property. And um, yeah. it was just amazing that, that you know, it was it was all protected. And, and since I've moved away, unfortunately, the people living there have, have ripped out the gardens, which, you know, I had worked almost yeah. 20 years on. And so, you know, I actually, as I was leaving, I... I I went out into the garden and I said, "Now I'm I'm going to Tennessee, and I don't know yeah. what the weather's going to be, but you're welcome to come." And and yeah. my son said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm I'm inviting the garden spirits to come with us." And he said, "There's not room in the car." I said, "Trust me, th- there's room." And um, so we came down here, and you know, I I, I discovered I had no soil here, so. I I had a pot garden, and my son, who's a lawyer, said, Mom, don't walk around saying you have a pot garden. Just say your plants are in (laughs) pots. I I said, no, no, I like having a pot garden. And and it's really, it's it's kind of fun because there was a a vine that nobody knew what it was, and and when I discovered it, I said, geez, you know, this would be really pretty on the fence. You know, let's, 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 
see if, let's see if it'll grow all around the fence, uh, the the metal gate, the metal fence. Uh, the, you know, it's a, just a enclosure. And so this year, it covers the fence. And somebody said, "Did you plant them there?" I said, "I didn't," but um, I said yeah. it does look great. The only trouble is it's invasive as heck. And uh, yeah. So we, we will we will have a talk about it next year. <laughs> yeah, but you know when you work just, with, with the, the, the 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 elementals too, you know. I mean, it it's it it it, it it's a it's it's a two way two way street. I think you know it's like you can ask things, but you have to have a really good reason, and you have to be willing to work with them. You know. Um, let me give you an example. I remember once we were going to have a tremendous um, storm come our way, and it was going to just rain cats and dogs, and and, and it was going to ruin everything that it, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it was a terrible storm. And I went outside, and I asked that the storm be moved in another direction. And, and I've always always since then wondered where the storm went you see because because it you know these things have a reason you know they have a real reason oh yeah um that we can't, we can't always see uh when we ask for something you know we have to be willing to take the consequence and actually to mm-hmm. work with them so so that when you know when say you know the like say earth spirits would build a tree for you you have to care for the tree you know i think mm-hmm. that's that's um it's a sacred trust working with the force with the uh, nature spirits i think oh yeah yeah no i i just um my days of, of working with you know huge gardens are over but it doesn't mean that i still don't have plants and stuff like that but um it was an amazing experience to be able to take a gravel pit and make it look like an old English garden, and um, yeah. I had help. Yeah. I mean, I, somebody somebody said to me, I walked and I was in the I was in the woods, and one of the neighbors walked by. I said, I heard you talking to yourself. I said, I wasn't talking to myself. She said, Barbara, I heard you. I said, I was talking to the little yeah. people who helped me garden. I said, That's this right. was not for me, and and uh, you know, I got that strange look, but that's okay because. I've had that strange look that has been given to me so often. I, I am very used to it, but it's uh, true. I mean, there are, there are forces, there are elements out there that are just there to work with you if you if you acknowledge them and you honor them. And they're and they're compared to us selfless. You know, they're totally in their work. They they they're they're dedicated to the the element that they serve. That, that natural force mm-hmm. of energy, and 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 in in what I, I, I've I've had neighbors that would like tear down perfectly good, gar, you know, trees and flowers that were planted before them, and just throw mm-hmm. them away, you know. And I'm thinking like, ah. what do the nature spirits think of that? Probably not a lot, you know. It's saying like, what we build is no dang good, you know. Well. I, I had I had a boyfriend once who tended his family's graves, and oh, while wow. I didn't I didn't know his family, I would wander around the cemetery and 
I would pick up all the pots of dried up bulbs that had been thrown away. And, you know, he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to build a redemption garden. Took them all home, soaked them all, planted them. And I had the most beautiful garden of lilies you have ever seen. And, oh, wow. And it was just, it was sort of, my my mother said, you know, what are you doing? And I said, I'm doing a redemption garden. And, and yeah. I said, these are things that people have thrown away that I felt life in still, and I'm going to give them the best soil I can, I'm going to water them, and I'm going to love them. And it was, it was glorious. It was absolutely glorious. And um, somebody said, where did you get all the bulbs? And I said, I resurrected them from the dead, <laughs> literally. Yeah, 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 really. But, if, really. you know, you know you if think, you're going you to put flowers, uh, a pot of flowers on somebody's grave, for God's sakes, plant it in the ground. Do not put the pot there and forget about it. Yeah. Yes, that's murder. Yeah. It is murder. It is murder. You know, I, I can no longer cut down a tree for Christmas either. I'll be honest about it. You know, no. I go out oh, well, in yeah, my no. yard and I and I find a tree that I love and I adorn it. Mm-hmm. The tree. You know? So I have a Christmas tree in the front yard and a Christmas tree in the backyard. And and, that works. and and after Christmas they're they're happy they're just regular trees. <laughs> one I call the Charlie Brown had, Christmas tree. No, I had I had one of those trees too, and I actually would decorate it with bird seed and bird feeders and nice. stuff so that Ooh. so that so that you know it it uh, it it fed the neighborhood and it, it always had you know cardinals and blue jays and stuff like that around it so that. Um, you know, if I was lucky, they ate it all right before Christmas, and then you know. But it was—it's sort of like, um, yeah, we have to find another way of celebrating our our relationship with the Earth Mother because if if we don't celebrate it, you know, she'll just you know find somewhere to go where she is celebrated, and um, I just well, I yeah. think that you know we we can create such beauty. By being a part of it, as opposed to, you know, imposing our our will upon it and, and determining what we think it should be, but helping what's there to grow and to to be nourished. Exactly, a celebration of life. Mhm. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm excited about your your um your your future scrolls because I I think that it's it's an easier way to read the material it truly is when when i got the scroll i was trying to sit and read it and you know hold it and roll it in both hands and i said now that's not going to work and i i uns- i i put it on my desk and i put a paperweight on one end and a paperweight on the other and i literally would just you know read from left to right and it was no tur- no no page turning no nothing it was just i was in the material and it flowed and then i just rolled it on one end and unrolled it on another end and I found it much easier to read than reading a book. Yeah, we let the uh, production art department at Schiffer Books come up with that 
And because I mean, it was so much better than what I thought, which was rolled up paper in a tube. <laughs> you know, and then the other model we had was was it was a scroll that just pulls down. You know, and that's hard to mm-hmm. read because people don't read that way. They read left to right. You know, so yeah, um, yeah it's I, I I hope all eight come out. You know, I I think it's getting people accustomed uh, to uh, what was old is new again, and that is the scroll. Um, because, well, um, I think it is, it's different. I think also, also you have you have um, taken your material, and as you said earlier, that you 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 wrote as as a magazine article, so that each section is an article, but it's got all the material yeah. in it that you would have had in a book had it been a chapter, and and your material is just it's it's so crisp and clear and concise that it doesn't need another 30 or 40 pages for each of the topics because no. everything is right there. No. So the so, after I, I, I did the I did the first four. He said, "Did you find the 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 word count I gave you? Did you find it confining?" And I said, "No. I there's there's no words I would add and no words I would subtract. You know, cuz um this is just what came to me. This is it. <laughs> you know, this uh-huh. is it. You know, but, but you know, it, it it's um, I mean, it takes somebody all the way through uh, from the ancient times to conscious living, conscious dying. Uh, now, I mean, all the way through, you know, Plato's um, theory of recollection. You know, and a priori knowledge. It takes us all the way through all of that to. Uh-huh today you know and past lives and 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 past life recall you know and and uh, near death experience and in more and more people are are sharing their memories of past lives i mean it's amazing the number of children that have have re- recounted in great detail a previous life and they had no time to study this is just absolutely within their memory core on a deep level. Well, so the one that I've read about so often is that that um, I think it was a Tibetan little boy who said he was really married in another village, and he kept talking about it that you know he he was this person from this other village, and he was married, and he had children, and finally, um, after many years, they took him to the other village. He identified yeah. his wife. He he was able and his yeah. children and I mean, there's no way he could have known what he knew. Um, but there's one. Yeah, there's absolutely. one. You know that that that's a great story. But the one that's that fascinates me. Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say another, another one, one from Tibet was the story. The story of Tibet is is the the Dalai Lama. And oh, that's where I was going to go. Yeah. Out. Oh, the 14th Dalai Lama. You know, and and yeah. and, and all in in 13 times in a row, when the Dalai Lama passes, the high lamas of Tibet would go door to door and they would interview children, and they would find the child that had intimate memories and knowledge of the previous Dalai Lama that this child could never have been, you know, prepped. To know, just just absolutely uh, knew that that was the reincarnation 
of the Dalai Lama. Oh yeah, I, I know when he when they brought him to Tibet, he was he's he was being shown the chambers and and at one point he said, "That's where I put my teeth," and yeah. he, it was. And um, yeah. he's an amazing man, and and uh, the the way they. They, I, I think they had some idea as to what section of the country he, his incarnation was going to be in. And yeah. um, I think they, they found him at, at age seven, I think, seven or nine. It was, he was very young. Yeah, very young, very young. And there was just no way that he could have been prepped for that because they just kind of descended on him, and he just knew everything. It's just amazing. It's kind of like my cat, they, you know, that, that yeah. showed up and it knew everything the other cat knew. It carried its tail the same way. It it looked at me the same way, and you know, it you know, it knew where all the toys were. It knew where the secret passages were. It's like, come on, it's the same guy, you know. Well, I've had I've had one cat that came back, and it, it was it was the cat. It was the same cat, and um, yeah. I expect to find him one more time before I cross. And um, yeah. I have two cats now, and he's not one of them, but I know that I will find him again, and he will be around me until I cross over. Um, I, I just know I'll find him again. Or he'll I find very him. often will have a, I'll have a lucid dream quite often where I'm in the company of many of my deceased cats. Uh-huh. And, and, and always... The cat that organized the reunion will come forward and say, the, we, these cats wanted to see you. So it wouldn't be the same cat each time, but one cat would organize the reunion. And they would just <laughs> kind of hang out with me for a few hours. And I'd say, this is great. I said, we're all going to get together again. And, and the, uh, the, the concept is we're never apart, you know. The past, in the oh, yeah. in the future, and in, in the now, it's all blurred together. I have um, I, I have a brother and sister who are very different. I mean, she's she's uh, she has a vocabulary on her that is every curse word that was ever made, and he's he's <laughs> sweet, and um, <laughs> and he tucks me in every night. He waits for me to kind of settle down in bed, and he comes up and he needs me all along my all along my body. So he tucks me in, then he checks me out and makes sure I'm going to stay still. And he he goes off to wherever he goes at night, and and yet in the morning they're both in my bedroom. But but Pete tucks me in every night. is It is the most un, a, a unique thing for me. So um, wow, and I love it. I love being tucked in. Um, I've not yeah. been tucked in before. <laughs> <laughs> that is a nice touch. I have a cat that just comes and stands on top of my chest when I'm trying to sleep, and I and I can only take it so long. <laughs> and she sleeps the rest of the night next to me until it's uh-huh. the break of dawn, and then she's out looking through the window at the birds. <laughs> the birds. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's what I have a bird feeder for in the winter. They and they talk to the birds. And you know, once I I looked at one of the cats, said, "You don't really believe they understand you, do you?" And you know, I just kind of look like, "Who are you?" You know, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, don't interrupt me. Exactly. I'm I'm busy talking to this bird. 
but no, it right, it is right. uh, it is a joy to have animals, and and if you can have them, I recommend them. And if if you're not a if you're not a uh, an animal person this lifetime, then I'm sure there have been lifetimes you have been. It doesn't mean you're you're missing a, a quality within you. It just means it isn't your time to recognize that. Some people, I'm allergic to cat hair, but um, I blame it on yeah. pollen, and you know. Uh, there's there's no way I would not have my cats and or a dog. Well, I, I never I never I never thought I was allergic to cats. I had a lot at one time too, and and I volunteered to, at the Humane Society to go in and groom them and massage them. And you know, when I get you know into the second hour, you know, I was sneezing, <laughs> and I didn't re- I didn't uh-huh. realize it. You know, I'm allergic to cats, and yet I've always been around cats. So, well, my mo- my mother said to me, you know, you're you're allergic to cats, you know, you shouldn't have any animals. And I said, um, I know the allergy says I, the allergy test said I was allergic to cats, but um, yeah. if I have to live on on Allegra and Kleenex, I will because I will always have cats. And <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I don't trust people that I'm, don't like cats. By the way. <laughs> Well, um, funny. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a friend who was was not um, that that I that I I met after sixty years, you know, to kind of it was it was kind of cool. And when they came to the house, they were just so oh cats ooh, and and I thought, well, you're out of here. And you know, it was like exactly yeah. You know, you don't like my cats? That's that's too bad because they've been with me longer than you have, and you know they're going to be with me when you're gone, and you're going to be gone real soon. So uh, yeah, no, I I agree, but you know that's extreme, and I realize I'm extreme, but but I I just I want to get back to your book again, your your scroll again. Yeah. Where can people find it? It it is available in bookstores, or you can ask them to order it it's from it's from Shipper Publishing. Uh, it's a red feather uh, imprint, and you can get it uh-huh. online uh, either at Amazon online, or you can get it uh, at Barnes and Noble online. And as I say, uh, I know that Amazon has an eight dollar uh, discount on the on the scroll, the past lives scroll, for a while, which is very nice of them to get people used to it. You see, and. Um, uh-huh. And and, and 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 you can read about it there. How it explains how it works. It's really quite easy. People think, oh, how would I do a scroll? It's pretty easy. So there's a little tutorial, oh, yeah. and and there's little pictures there how you do it, and explains how we did it and and why we did it. You know, it it it's so it's 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 like a book, but it's not a book. <laughs> so they said Amazon said, what are you going to call it? And so we called it. A book supplement. It's like it's not a supplement. Oh, but, you know, okay. it's 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 something different. You know, so yeah, it is available. Well, you can order, order it quite easily. Well, I I have to admit, I was at first because I usually I always buy the book of the author that I'm going to be interviewing because I I like to I appreciate support them. that. Some don't. And <laughs> Some don't. and um, so so um, I was disappointed it wasn't on Kindle and then I realized once I got the scroll and once I got reading it it's like this has to be read as a scroll it you know if you put it on yeah. Kindle it just wouldn't be the same and, it wouldn't and be the same. like I 
you know, like I like has said before, the flow of energy in the scroll. You know, once you once you have it weighted down in two places, you literally are just moving left to right. You're flowing with the text, and it's a pleasure and a joy to read. And I, it's beautifully, beautifully done, and the information is phenomenal. And there's only fifty. There's only fifty pages, and yeah, so yeah. it was. It was, you know, it. it well, well, that's the other thing. We, we we thought that people people don't like to have long reads anymore. Most most unfortunately, you know, uh, a lot of people don't read to the same extent they used to. So we're trying to, to come up with a quicker way to do it. That was our first goal: was to make it quicker, and then to make it not a book, you know. And then we ended up with the scroll because it was ancient mm-hmm. wisdom knowledge. Um, but I think that we're going to probably in, in, in the future get away from books. And I, I don't know that Kindle's the answer or, book, or, or audio books are the answer or scrolls. But, I mean, people are looking. The information is still important in relaying the information. Oh. <clears throat> and this is ancient oh. wisdom knowledge. Because of the radio show, I read about sixty books a year, and um, yeah. with the pan- with the pandemic, authors were getting yeah. very verbose. So I've I've had to struggle through <sighs> six, six and eight hundred page books. Authors had too yeah, much that's, time on their hands. I, had, and, I worked and, for a publisher who said uh, books by the pound, and I said to him, I said, uh, you know, a good writer learns to condense. <laughs> <laughs> or you're not really a good writer. I'm sorry. I know <laughs> Plato's the Republic, you know. There are good examples of, of, of the other direction. But, you know, Pilgrim's Progress, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, you, 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 there, there, sometimes it's just they don't edit. They don't edit, you know. And we, we tried mm. very hard to be sparse with this because I wanted I wanted everybody to see where it's kind of like tells a story. Uh, uh, from uh, the, the past life experience, going all the way back to the ancients, you know, the Chaldean uh-huh. times and the Assyrians, all the way through the Egyptians and the Romans and the Greeks and the Tibetans, and all the way down to where we are today, thinking about conscious living and conscious dying. It tells uh-huh. a story, but you have to you have to know the beginning to know the end. Well, I just I just noticed the time, and we are out of oh. it but I do want to I oh. do want to remind people that um you're going to be back here in November on the 13th November. Mm-hmm. I think and yeah. um yeah on 13th and that's going to be dreams. with lucid dreams and and I'm so looking looking forward to to doing that book as well I want to thank you so much for spending time with me and for going into all of this material. This has been a wonderful, wonderful two hours for me. Thank you, Barbara. I loved it. Thank you. Me too. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yep. Take care. So so thank you, everybody, for being here. Um, I'll be here next Monday, God willing, and the Greeks don't rise. And the Creeks is meant that that term means it was an Indian tribe, not a real creek. Um, but uh, do do look forward to next Monday, another cool author, 
And please check out the scrolls. If you've never read a book on a scroll, you've missed something. Check this one out. It is special and spectacular. Good night, everybody. <laughs>